Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. Yesterday on the show, I talked about being hardcore within our outdoorsy community, and today, Justin Hausman is here, and we're going to go even deeper on the topic. I've linked yesterday's episode in the show notes if you want to go back and check it out first. You don't have to, but I might give you some context, because today we're going to talk about how to define being hardcore, the positives and negatives that go with the pursuit of hardcore status, and then we wrap it up by each running down our personal top five most hardcore moments from our lives. This was a super fun episode to record, and I love this conversation with Justin. So let's get it going. Welcome back to The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. Let's get hardcore, shall we? All right, we're back. Justin Hausman's here. We're going to talk a little bit about being hardcore today. Justin, how are we doing? Um, I'm not feeling very hardcore today, but uh, <laughs> that's just hardcore because- dadding. Well, that's true. I'm very hardcore dad right, right this week, so I haven't really been outside very much. But do you uh, follow the uh, the dumb dads on either like TikTok I do. or Instagram? I, I yeah. think I do. Yeah. I, yes. Yes, I do. I follow anything if it has dad in the name on like Instagram or whatever. I definitely follow it. I I know I follow dumb dads. Their yeah. com- content is very much focused towards the the era of dadding. I feel like that you're in right now. Yes. It's that kind of I, toddler to early school days. I think I actually I may have shared a meme they did with um, my friends yesterday where it's like, like how you know something about like you've just when you've just put the kids to bed with no problem even though your wife says it's always a struggle and it's like some basketball player dancing around to the song I'm the man, <laughs> and that's kind of how it feels right now because my wife is out of town. So, all right, but we're gonna talk about being hardcore today, and I think which is an interesting phrase uh, or or word I feel like for the outdoor community, and it's something that. I think being hardcore is something that is earned and kind of or designated by others. And if you pursue it yourself, that it's kind of the, the lamest thing possible, even though there's plenty of people who I feel like are pursuing being hardcore. But that kind of makes you a poser if you're just trying to be hardcore. Yes. But I think we should start with almost defining what the word is. I mean, you recently wrote about this uh, for AJ. How did that idea even pop into your head? I guess that's probably the best place to start. Initially, the the piece that that is in AJ is uh, uh, a modified version of an article I wrote for Surfer Magazine when I was on staff there uh, years ago, and um, it was me kind of wrestling with the idea of whether or not you had to surf big waves to be hardcore. And, and the answer was you do. No, I'm just the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, my answer was it doesn't really matter in the sense that like big waves to one person are not to others and like therefore it's a slip you know it's an arbitrary sort of decision to make anyway right but but what's interesting for this this discussion and what the article for aj ended up becoming was in the surfer piece i didn't even wrestle with the idea of being hardcore it was just a given that of course you wanted to be hardcore like what's even the point i mean surfers are very obsessed with that kind of thing like Mm -hmm. are you as committed as you possibly can be and if not you're kind of dismissed and so that article was well obviously it's you want to be hardcore so you know what happens if you don't surf big waves, blah, blah, blah. But the AJ one, um, I was trying to uh, reach a broader non-surfing audience. And so in that one, I ended up kind of discussing that. That one was kind of framed around, do you have to send things, right? Like if yeah. you're not, if it's not big waves, if it's not like huge mountain bike trails or, you know, like heli skiing or whatever, are you hardcore? But that was the piece where I first started to kind of question whether or not hardcore was kind of a silly concept. Uh, and, but 
And the answer is yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Like it, like it, I think it is. But with with both of them, there's this sort of like judgment about whether or not you're as committed as you possibly can be to to these sorts of activities or this sort of lifestyle. And, um, you know, it could be a function of age. I probably wrote the one for surfer runs in my thirties and I was kind of just coming to the point where I realized I wasn't going to surf every day anymore ever again, probably. Um, and so I was, you know, trying to kind of tie up a bow on my life as a hardcore surfer, maybe. But, um, yeah. So, but you know, with AJ, I was just kind of wrestling with that like if you are you know if you what does it mean to be a hardcore outdoorist i guess i don't think we've really come up with a good enough term for someone who likes to go outside right like outdoorist is dumb (laughs) but i'm going to use that here i guess you know like what does it mean to be a hardcore outdoorist can you can you measure something like that does it improve your experience um why do we care what is it about that sort of concept uh and so that's kind of, i i didn't really come up with a real good answer i suppose other than it, it seems kind of silly to 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 try to to want to be hardcore but at the same time i think we all kind of wonder we all kind of think about it right like if you're hardcore you're definitely respected um well let's so- like define it what is hardcore even like what you know let's, let's, how do you, how would you even define it I guess uh, the only thing that really makes sense to me is someone who puts the pursuit of whatever it is we're talking about here above pretty much everything else in their life. Right. Like that's, right. that's gotta be it. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're hardcore into something, that means, I mean, that's God, a, you, can be, you can be a hardcore star Wars nerd. Right. And like you walk into someone's house, you're going to be able to tell, right. Oh, this person commits way more of their time and, and money to star Wars and is healthy. They're, they're very hardcore. I mean, that's, I, I, I've given up on the latest season of the Mandalorian. It's gotten really bad. Yeah, so yeah. sorry, star Wars nerds, you're out, but yeah, that's, I, it's, I've grown over that phase as well. <laughs> Although I'm kind of intrigued by the Jack black one. I, I keep, maybe it's, that's I, the one I haven't watched. I got, yeah. I, I kind of gave up after the last episodes. Like everything that was great about the show is now just like, dorky star wars stuff like i'm not into it well you're right and and i and and just on on a side note though i was thinking about it uh, and like nobody complained about like star trek the next generation having weird episodes right like that was part of the fun like each like and i think if if star wars goes in that direction where they're just these like one-off like random space adventures that's fine but uh that's what made the first two seasons great. Not to get up in a total Mandalorian yeah, kick, right. but like there's the third one. I'm just sort of like, it just, I, I'm it happy just looks, for. It looks cheesy and cheap. It too. looks That's cheesy. Yeah. I'm happy for the Rebels and Clone Wars animated people out there who are now obviously getting a continuation yeah. of that. Yeah. But that's, I never watched those shows. I liked the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. But yeah. no, but you're right. The hardcore thing is, I think that's exactly what it is. I think the, the trouble people get into is it comes to define them and they're judgy against other people if they're not as like as hardcore as they are. And I think there's a self confidence that kind of neat box that needs to be filled in my twenties and thirties, where I was kind of running to catch up as an, as an outdoorist to use your term. Um, the, uh, what else you got? I, I don't know. Enthusiasts. It's, it's, oh, outdoors is good. Yeah. Uh, but outdoors is not good. Please. Not if good. anyone's listening, has an email. An with active a individual. Idea. There's just, <laughs> A pursuer of outdoor vibes. I don't know. Yeah, we'll take we'll take suggestions. But it was just like I worried about being perceived as hardcore. And then if you come, if you did cross paths with somebody who was way more hardcore with you or been doing it longer, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like an asshole because like I wasn't Mm -hmm. as hardcore as hardcore as them. But then, kind of like everything else, and probably a theme that we you and I touch on a lot on this show is. 
you know, as I age and you realize, oh, wait, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And and even you start doing maybe some new things later in life. Like, I mean, I, I told you I, I started surfing when I was 39. Like, I don't care. I, I'm, a, I'm the embodiment of the the person having the most fun as the best surfer because it's like, you know, foot and a half and mushy. Fuck yeah, man. Let's go. Like, that sounds right. great. You know, and but that's it's pretty like, hardcore, actually. That's I mean, pretty hardcore. <laughs> Like I, right. I, it takes a lot to move the needle for me to actually get my surfboard in the truck, you know? So right, because you've been in the water your whole life. Right. Yeah. So it's an interesting, there's like everything else, there's layers to it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's the more we're, as we're talking about it here and I don't want to insult anybody at all, but like, it's, it's starting to seem like <clears throat> there's an unhealthy element that's <laughs> there. Right. Like, yeah. And I've written about this a bunch. When you when you hold on tightly to something or too tightly to something, it, it loses its magic real fast. And that happened to me with surfing for sure. And yeah. I, um, you know, part of it could have been that I, I, you know, it became my job to 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 write about surfing, to think about surfing, and to, and to consume like every part of surf media out there. So I just got kind of tired of it at a certain point when there was really nothing else for me to do and the waves were bad, I I'd fall into a, a really bad funk. And that's, I mean, this is like when I would consider myself at the most hardcore of my surfing level, right. There was just nothing else to, to like fill that void. Um, and right. this is before I had kids. And so it was, it was kind of that those, those low moments where I found fishing and I found mountain biking and I found these other things that went in my outdoor toolkit. And as those things became more fun. I got better at them and I started doing them more. I surfed less, but then I had more fun when I surfed. So it was like, I was probably less of a hardcore surfer at that point, but I was enjoying it more. So what does that mean? I mean, that's a, that's, that's being hardcore is probably you're, you're gripping too tight. I would, I would start to think maybe, or if, you know, if that term matters anything to you, you should probably think a little bit more about rethink what, it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely by a young person, young outlook versus an old outlook where like young and you just want to like, you want to burn through the wor world and prove yourself to everybody. And if you're, and if you're not on board with my personal mission then get out of the way, social media is an interesting kind of comp for this or maybe not comp, but like thing to look at, right? Because you definitely, you know, I'm sure called surfing, skiing, whatever. If you want to go find hardcore clips of the people who are just charging in the face of dying in big waves or dying in, you know, avalanche terrain, whatever, um, you're going to find that really easily, but you can equally find the people who are just like out there having a good time too. Right. Which is just kind of like, I guess that's who I relate to at this point in my life. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to waste, I'm not wasting my time on any sort of negative energy, which I think the, 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 most of the hardcore uh, pursuants out there are probably mostly negative energy. Uh, it's just not something I'm into doing at this point in my life. If there's anything useful about thinking about hardcore or or whatever, it's you can categorize someone's ability level maybe to maybe to a certain degree. Like I was just mm -hmm. reading a story about um, a guy who's like a it's a really great book. It's uh, I think it's just called High Sierra, and it's Kim Stanley Robinson, who's like a really famous science fiction writer who writes about uh, bike uh, backpacking a lot too. He's like a hard. He's It's just part of our language. He's a he's definitely a hardcore backpacker, <laughs> and um, and this book is about his his love of the Sierra Nevada and, and, mm. and what it's meant to him specifically the High Sierra. But he has a sec, and he, you know he's doing a lot of scrambling, a lot of off trail stuff. You know stuff that that is definitely you need to be really good at at back at backpacking to be, to be able to do safely, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and very dedicated, and has, have spent decades doing it. So yeah, he's he, he definitely fits the hardcore definition. But he has a he has a a part in there where he talks about um climbing the Matterhorn, mm. and how he uh was not in any way um. Uh, prepared for something like that. He doesn't like mountain climbing. Like he doesn't like exposure. He doesn't like uh, 
these you know like sort of the traditional mountaineering um approach to something right. he just wants to walk in beautiful places and yeah, yeah it's kind of dangerous if you slip while scrambling or something but you're probably not going to die point of all of this is that i can't see how it could be useful like he finds himself in switzerland and he has to talk his way into going up um the matterhorn on in one day usually i guess they make you like the guide companies make you climb something smaller to see if you can if you can do it at all right and he was able to talk himself hey look at look look look, look at me i'm obviously you know obviously kind of know what i'm doing i'm really comfortable in the mountains you know and and the guy's like all right fine we'll take you today i can see how there might be something useful in like in like sorting out people you know like mm-hmm. i guess maybe in some sort you know you sh- like if you show up at like some sort of something like that right and like you can usually tell like you i i can i can show up at a surf spot and i can tell you who's a hardcore surfer and who's not within 10 seconds right right seeing, your, seeing how you get out of your car you know like whatever but you can tell and I'd be able to tell, okay, that person's not ready for this. This person is whatever, you know, like maybe something like that. It could be sort of useful for, but um, it is kind of weird that, that, that it ever matters to, to people. Um, well, so, okay, well, there you go. So you, you could do that. You've probably been able to do that for a long time. Yeah. 10 years ago, if I rolled up to the surf break and I'm Mr. Foot and a half mushy guy and very happy about it, what would your judgment of me have been though? As the hardcore, you'd be like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Is there, is that, yeah. is that kind of what, Right. Yeah, a little bit. Not kind I, I'm of. Gonna say I, I've done that too. No, kind right? of, kind of. I mean, I would have. It would have been okay. This guy's going to get in my way, or might get in my way, or represent something that I don't like for whatever reason. You know, he's entered the secret garden, and I didn't give him like, I don't know him. You know, I didn't. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. And sadly, no. sad, sadly, I think you know that 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 is true. But the surfing is probably the good, the, almost the best example of that because, like, as, as the kook, I know that too, and I only go to places where it's like, hey, man, this is cool. You know, and yeah. I, you know, and like it's this is where, you know, and I know the times I've learned I'm enough of a, a not a, I'm enough of a non beginner that I understand show up at this time because like, you know, by 11 o'clock, it's just all like beach people and this you're gonna be kids in there with floaty toys and things like that. And you, know, right. you learn those little things. But I also understand that my ability is not to like. I'm not cruising up the blacks, right? You know, like just sort of like you're like, hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Like I can hang. Like, no, but some people then people get themselves in trouble doing that. But if you also roll into the more beginner-friendly breaks and you've got the fuck that guy attitude, like that's not cool either, right? It's like somebody's there's gotta be a place for everybody to go, right? That's true. I mean, in a lot of there's kind of no reason for me and, and you to be at the same <laughs> to be in the same like beach parking lot. Right. Unless we um, decide to go surfing together and you're right. like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but, with, but, but that's another thing that I wrote about in that piece was that, you know, I I've been surfing for almost 30, maybe 30 years, I guess at this point, but did the math right. and um, you know, for a big chunk of that every single day, you know? Yeah. And so, but my skills are not what they used to be because I don't surf nearly as much and I'm older. Um, But so it's like, if, you know, if I showed up at certain spots, not even spots where they're heavily localized, but if I just showed up at a certain spot where like, you need to be really good to surf this wave or you might die. I'm going to get the blow off from dudes who are way better than me and way gnarlier than me, you know, like without question. So yeah. And that was kind of what prompted that article in surfer. Like I, you know, a guy, a guy in San Diego was like, Oh, you surf ocean beach. You must be like super hardcore. And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't surf it when it's super big. Like Like I got like, that's a good question. Like there are surfers who haven't surfed as long as me, who don't surf that well, who are way more comfortable surfing giant ocean beach than I am. Yeah. Um, what does that, whoa, what does this mean? You know? And it was, it was this, like existential sort of dilemma. I didn't really know how to respond to the guy, but that was also one of the first times where someone asked me about surfing. And my initial response wasn't to like puff up my chest and be like, Oh, I surf every day, every day. <laughs> 
because that, that's how right. it always was for a long time oh you right. oh, you know oh, wow you must you know you're tan you must well i surf every day you know like that was just that was like kind of the you had to have that front now it seems absurd you make a good point because there is that I've had those moments when it's just like the, the, the uninitiated is in front of you and you're like, Oh yeah, let me tell you about how cool I am because I do these things and impress you. I mean, I ultra running for sure had an element element. Oh, of that. I bet. Yeah. Like I didn't like, I was old enough that I knew better not to just like be the vegan CrossFitter, right. Who couldn't wait to tell you about how great it was to be a mm-hmm. vegan CrossFitter. But if anybody asked, Oh, I'd be, happy to oblige like oh you don't know what an ultra marathon is <laughs> let, let me tell you what it is just wait and then you finish and you wait for the holy shit you've done that why well, yes yes i have you know what do i mean you, so there is you a little... have a hundred like a hundred mile sticker on your car no i never did i never made it is to that the official de- is that is that the what's the definition of 50 is 50 miles a- anything over a, a marathon length oh, okay. so f- 50k is the typical starting point but i now see that's the funny thing i'm, a, I'm against any race mileage sticker like i don't give a shit i i, I it's like, one of the most stop. annoying things on earth i'm so i'm yes. really sorry but political stickers and your mileage races because political I'm... stickers of like just because you put that like okay you've got whatever candidate on there Oh, now I see a sticker. I'm going to vote for them. Like, just stupid. Like, what are you doing? Like, I hate I that. Think I'd be less, I'd be less annoyed at a let's go Brandon sticker than I would be a 26.2 sticker on a car. Oh, that's, that's a coin flip for sure. They're and both I don't mind, annoying. I don't mind people. I, sorry, but it just, you know, good. Let's go Brandon's better than a Trump sticker, but it's still not great. Yeah. But the, but you're right. The mileage sticker, it's just a humble brag, you know? It's not even humble. It's not literally, literally yeah, right. the opposite. <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. But yeah, I don't I mean to, we I don't these lessons with be, social media. Okay. Be, I, I haven't ran 26 miles in the past year. So, you know, I can't. Well, and that's like to, in defense of that, it's it feels fucking great when you do I that. Know, you know what yeah. I mean? You're just like, oh, look what I just did. Like you look on yeah. the map you're like, yeah, I ran that. You know, that's cool. You want to talk about it. But then there is the level of like oh, you're just you're kind of a douche if you do, you know? Well, OK, so. It made a lot of sense to look and act what I th- we thought hardcore was when I was like 26 years old, right? Right. Like, was, like that was that that's was, like the prime hardcore age. It is it. I think it might be. I mean, it probably you know? is. And that's kind of where I'm going. Like I'm thinking, like it was healthy. It was good, right? Like right. super dismissive of anyone who wasn't as good and yep. as passionate about what you do as you do. Like big late night arguments. Will we ever stop surfing? Like, oh my God, what you know, like these sorts of things. You know, I, I hurt myself, couldn't surf for a year and you know, I had to go to therapy. Like big, you know, these there was nothing else in the world. And if I run into someone now, and this does happen, you know, who's like in their mid 40s and they're like looking at the looking at the beach, the beach meaning ocean beach, and it's like two feet and, and like kind of blown out and like foggy. And they're like pulling on a suit. You're just like, ugh, like you don't have any, you don't have anything else to do, do you? Like there's just, or like you, or like you have like. Or maybe you, it's just fun. Surfing's fun. Well, no, that's true. I'm being judgmental now too, but. So you're being your own form of hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, there's something about where you're like, ah, oh, gosh, like I don't want to be trapped in the situation to where like I have to do this because it's what I do, you know? Right. Like that's right. And like that, I feel fortunate to, to be in a place where that isn't really the case. I can go a month without surfing and not really thinking about it. And it doesn't bother me in the slightest bit. Um, no, I, I, I think like you're right. I think you're right. I'm compelled that... to have to, cause I'm, because this is what I do and it's my identity. Um, yeah. The twenties is an interesting thing. That's also the age where you like brag about how much you can drink and you'll go out with your buddies forever too. I mean, it's kind of like, it's a weird time frame where you probably still don't quite grasp 
you know, both how long and how short your life is going to be and how, how quickly all of a sudden, you know, how you spend your time, how important that is going to become, especially before you have kids and all those kinds of things, if you decide to have kids, right. And you kind of realize that like, you know, this, your time is still your own and you still feel like, you know, you, you have an unlimited amount of time. And I think that's a big thing. I think the, the, the learning is like, you know, that guy at Ocean Beach, it's two foot and blow out. That would be me. I'm like, sweet. It's small enough that I can that's surf true. Ocean Beach. But, but, but there's a difference. <laughs> I can tell that you can. That's obvious. right. You'll there's know like, there's right. like an earnestness and like a and like a legitimate stoke. And I'll do that. So if I haven't surfed for a long time and this is like my window. Yeah, I'll have a blast. Right. I'm talking about the guy who, you know, is going to be there kind of anyway. Yeah, right. And like, and <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. And like, yeah, I got you. like, you know, like there's a certain, you know, you know, like that guy's going to be there for 20 feet. And that used to be rad, like 20 feet to two feet. Like I'm always yeah. out, I'm always surfing. And it's like, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. I, I really, I'm not saying I care about what you, what other people do, do whatever you want. But um, right. like, it's, it, it, I would have once thought that that being that committed was the coolest thing in the world. And now right. it's like, that guy's well, here every know. day, man. He's so hardcore, yeah. you know, yeah. now it's like, now your point, it's like, dude, this is way below your pay grade, you know, like, right. Like uh, that new movie with Ben Affleck and Matt <laughs> yeah. Damon just came out. Like I heard yeah. it's pretty good. You want to go to the movies? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's also, I feel like then what we learn about by pers the pursuing of being hardcore too, right? I mean, if we're not pushing our boundaries, I think most of the lessons I've yeah. learned yeah. outside uh, in the my outdoor pursuits have been through kind of that attempt. Not, I would never describe it as, man, I was trying to be so hardcore, but kind of I was probably. That was like something I was, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, that was a really hard thing I did, whether it was, an ultra or maybe surfing like bigger waves and you're kind of cut out to surf. Right. And you do start to learn from that. And that is kind of, you know, when, when Fitz Cajal was on, he was like, you know, that is kind of the difference about doing these sports is that you are still doing something where even like a, a routine mountain bike ride, like you described, I think on our last episode, like shit can mm -hmm. go sideways. And mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you're either really hurt or maybe potentially in more peril. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that just like everything else, there's a, there's a nuance to it that sometimes gets missed, you know? Well, and I, sure. and I also, I go back to that, man, like I do like the look when people see my Ridge and mountain bike, when, when the other people see and every once in a while, I catch the eye of the person who's like, Oh shit, he's riding that. Yeah. And you get that little dopamine hit, you know, it's like, damn right. I am, you well, know? I, I mean, I, I just kind of poo pooed this idea, but like at the same time, <laughs> you know, like if you, if for some reason I had like a 94 Tacoma, you know, and it was kind of yeah. battered and had like lumber racks on it and you pulled up to some like beach in Mendocino or something. And I, and it was like a, a rainy day and the waves are huge. And I was like, still had a beard and was wearing like flannels and got out of the truck with like, like a kind of a semi gun board that like, looks like it means business. Right. Like I would think even now I'd be like, fuck that guy's a, that's the coolest guy in the world. Like that guy is right. Know. And if, and if that was me now, I'd be super stoked for other, other people to be like, Oh, that guy's. You start double checking to see if it's uh who's I that know. guy that wrote barbarian days was, it, uh, you know, oh Finnegan. Well, yeah, Finnegan. yeah, yeah. You're like, is that, you know, is that Finnegan? You know, like there's, there's, there's like, there is still even, even having said all this, like there's still like an element of like extreme coolness about something like that. You know, I, right. I, it's, it's to seem like it kind of goes in phases. Right. And this is obviously clearly based on our own, life positions but like cool as hell in the 20s the coolest thing in the world be hardcore live it live it and then you're now i'm raising a family i have a mortgage you know like I'm, i have a career now, I have now it's cool if you still about. go out when you yeah when you're so, hey that, I, right? I you know hey i surf no she you, you know like uh, yep. like now like my, my surf text thread is literally hey i surf today no no way dude like that's great and then like but having said all this like in the it, you know if in your 
60s again like if you're like living the dream you're living out of your truck and you're like surfing every day it's like whoa that's hard i figured it out so maybe it is just you know like it's it just doesn't make sense for me now so i'm like oh who yeah. cares but like there'll come a time where it might make some sense again and then i'll care a lot yeah you just reminded me of when my wife was pregnant with our first kid and this was at a time when i was uh pretty heavily into cycling and doing some endurance events and things like dabbling in triathlons and i was working at timberland and I'll never, I don't remember the person's name. And if you're listening to this, screw you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember this woman was taking great glee in telling me like how my life was about to change. It's like, you're not going to do those things anymore. <laughs> nope. You know, you're not, you know, like that's coming up. That's all over. Like, and I remember in my head thinking, I, I will lie. If like, if I see like, like <laughs> if Lily, if Lily is like the worst sleeping baby in the history, she sleeps half an hour a day. I'll be like, no, she's great. Yeah, nope, went, for, went for a run this morning with 10 miles, you know, just like, I'm going to lie my ass off just to, cause like and this woman and, and in hindsight, clearly she had, that was her experience. Right. And like how her life had shifted and probably from doing some relatively hardcore totally. things yeah. to now yeah. like just giving up. And yeah. it's an interesting point. I think, I think, you know, don't undervalue that. You know, you, you still have toddlers where it's like, no, that getting out to go surf or to go do something when you have, cause it's, it's just real easy to say, I'm good. I have thought about that. Like (laughs) it's real easy. I have thought like, okay, maybe, maybe this is actually, you know, this is also, I live about 12 miles as a crow flies from the ocean. This is the furthest I've ever lived from the ocean. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's one thing when you're in your twenties and you're going mostly to school or you have like a, like for me, my twenties, like I started everything late. So my twenty and you, well, I'll get into this a little bit when we talk about our hardcore, you know, our, when we our were the most hardcore, yeah. but like my twenties were devoted entirely to surfing and working stupid jobs for the most part. So I could surf more. <laughs> and so that, like, that yeah, it's, so really hardcore. E- it's real easy <laughs> when you're, when you don't go to work until four and you live a block from the beach. Yeah. Of course right. I surf every day. You know, right. like it's a 45 minute drive for me now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. So anyway, point is that I, I have thought, well, shit, I keep saying all this, but am I more hardcore now than I was then? Because I still own all these surfboards and still if I, I have any window at all, I'm there. You know, like whose eyes are you looking through? Way right? harder for me to surf now than it was then. And I still do it. So, yeah, the the kid, the, the van life kid, you know, over at, you know, was it Stinson Beach right now is like thinks you're a loser. But your 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 forty year old like father, you know, brethren are like, fuck, dude, you got out and surf today. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, like that's so. It's interesting. Now, do you think that was okay? So, one other thing that that I, now now I'm wondering about is like I don't really care. Well, okay, I'm as, as we're talking. My my mind is all over the place because now I'm starting to think about how I do kind of still care a little bit if I'm if I'm considered I, hardcore. That's like, what I'm I, saying. I do. I care. still want those a little bit, right? Right? Like I'm not going to outwardly do anything about it, but I prefer that you thought I was a hardcore. <laughs> but like, I don't really care about that with like mountain bikes. You know, like I don't. I mean, it could just be a function that I haven't matters. done it as long, but like, yeah. I don't really care. Like if you like, you know, I've got like, I've, I've, you know, I have a bunch of bikes. I like to ride. Like I'm not, yeah. I can hold my own, but I don't really care if you like think I'm hardcore about that. You know, like I think I've only recently kind of, stopped not that much. Yeah. I've only recently stopped caring about the endurance stuff because of my second knee surgery. I feel like, I think for mm-hmm. a while there, like I, I cared if you knew that I, like I was a kind of a hardcore runner who you know, aspired to run longer distances in the mountains, you know? And I think like, and that's where like, you know, that you, the, you've surfed your whole life. That That's a little more meaningful to you. Like I said, I started surfing when I was 39. Like, I don't yeah. care if you think I'm hardcore or not. Yeah, I, I know what I thing. get from surfing. And I think some of this comes back to, I think we said so before we started hitting record, I was like, you know, I you just kind of learn what you like, you right. know, and some of those little things get buried in. If, I guess it's how you define yourself. If you look at yourself as a surfer, there's a standard in your head that you now have to be, you have to that's live it. up to. That's it. Right. That's, it. that's what and it it's is. like, for me, I'm like, I just know that 
you know, it, maybe the day will come when I can surf every single day. And at that point, you know, I could surf at overhead waves comfortably. Yes. I don't have the time to learn to do that right now. Yeah. I mean, surfing, especially and surfing, maybe more than any other sport is what is the one to focus on because the variables are so vast, not to turn this right. into a surfing pod, but it's like, you know, I learned to ski in my twenties. It's like, okay, well, you know, if you go regularly, you're going to get proficient at it pretty quickly and you can get good at it actually pretty quickly. If you go, if you go regularly, I mean, surfing, even though, even when I'm going regularly and, and, and in small waves, every wave is different every time. Like I'm still, yeah. you know, the, the muscle memory is so much harder to form for that sport. So if anyone kind of lays the claim to the crown of like the most hardcore, I, I'm sorry, I'm just going to give it to surfing because or the variables. If you consider skating an outdoor event or an out, an out skateboarding, an outdoor, out yeah, like an outdoorist pursuit, that would also be up there because of the sheer like injury, injury, like, like, uh, that's a good point too. Flirting with, you really are joints and like, bones and everything and else, right? Yeah, but but yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, because even with skiing, like theoretically, you can ski every day in the winter, right? Like, I mean, maybe the snow's not great some days, but for the most part, you can ski every day. You and I'm not underplaying perfect. like the what makes it hard to do all those other sports. Like, you know, if, if our pal Patty O'Connell was here, he'd be like livid and tell for us sure. why skiing is the best thing ever. I just, I really yeah. feel objectively that, like, I, you know. As a and I've I've got a recent experience learning to surf for you. It is muscle memory because you've been doing it since you're a kid, and probably and and learning to do anything as an adult is harder anyway. But I've had days where looking at the waves at the same break looks identical to each other, like back to back days. And yesterday I was catching every wave, and today I can't catch shit. Yeah, and it's like, true. and is that somewhat? Is that a problem with me? Is my head not there, or is that just nope? The angle is a little different. Yep. yep. <laughs> and now you're you're just going to be purling all day, and it's just like. What the fuck, man? Like this is this was so fun yesterday. Why is this so hard today? You know? Yeah, you know what? We we even even used to I mean, it probably doesn't look like it, but we that's still I mean, that's the other thing that's funny about something like surfing. Like I can have that same experience that you just described. Like right. you might not you might not be able to tell, but I can tell. Like as I'm getting into my feet, like what why am right. I having to like, do that? Like what in the world? Like the thing to keep in mind, and this I don't try I try not to lose sight of this, is that to the most of the rest of the public everything we do is hardcore and insane yeah that's true that's and a that's point. a right i mean like most people population wise don't, don't do these things that's a, a lot of them point. if they get exposed to it they start to and their lives are better for it but there is a little bit of you know we're kind of you know this is a community thing right this oh, is an right. outdoors thing yeah i mean i think maybe if you've you know if you've laid the life the foundation of something that you can pursue your whole life. I mean, that's probably, yeah. that's probably, maybe that's a really good definition of what being hardcore is. Right. Like, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially with something like surfing where it may not seem like it to you cause you're still new at it, but it is like riding a bike where, you know, I can take two years off and I'm fine, you know, like, right. Uh, well, let's talk All right, top five. I, I think that's a great way to end it up. What's our top five most hardcore things we've ever done let's, let's celebrate being hardcore badasses that we are right because clearly we are after this conversation because people who are mm -hmm. hardcore sit around and ponder why they're, they're so hardcore, hardcore or, or, or if you are or not oh god <laughs> this could be from life or outdoors i figured let's just let's expand okay. it you and i've had you know a cumulative you know close to 100 years of living between us so let's uh that's true <laughs> what's your what's your number five most hardcore thing you've ever done okay all right I hadn't really ordered them, but I, but I will now. Um, I okay, well, you don't say, have to. No, it's, it's good. I would say probably my, my first backpacking trip, um, which yeah. probably talked about on the, on the podcast before, but 
probably 21 and I had, you know, it was, I don't even know where the idea came from. I just decided I was going to do, I, you know what? I probably had just gotten into reading like um, Edward Abbey. I'm guessing at the time. And so I liked the idea of, of, of going backpacking. And so I had to go out and buy whatever I could afford at the army Navy store. And I don't even remember how I picked where I went, but I picked somewhere in Big Sur that was super gnarly. I mm -hmm. lived near Big Sur and uh, didn't know it was gnarly and uh, had no idea what I was doing. And it was, you know, like 10 miles in, uh, 10 miles out, and it was fine. I mean, it worked out great. I got poison oak, whatever, um, you know, <laughs> I got really sore, got blisters and had a great time. And it started uh, a love of backpacking that is still with me. But that was probably, that was definitely a hardcore thing to, to even though I was brand new, which is a wrinkle in our discussion here. I was, I was a newbie, but it was still, that was- That was hardcore. Yeah, mine is actually, it's a, it made me think of it. I added it on there uh, while we, while you're chatting is that I started playing ice hockey when I was 18. Mm, that was, I, I was not an outdoorsy kid. I was not a team sport kid. I was a drama kid and music kid in high school. And then when I went to college and I met some kids who played ice hockey and this is in 1993 and just all of a sudden I'm like, I want to do that too. And my parents are like, what? <laughs> like, Why do you want to? So got a pair of skates for Christmas that year. And, you know, got, hired a private coach. And I do look anything outdoorsy that I do or anything new I've started. Then since then, I trace back to that decision. Like, and it, it's not. And it was, you know, it was in the Northeast. So I got to play some pond hockey. I did go outside to play. But that absolutely led to me working at a sporting goods store, which then me led to me, you know, started, you know, I was dating a girl. We would go like for hikes. And I'm like, oh, then I switched over to working at an outdoor gear shop. And then from there, just all kind of the dominoes all fell from there. But I think I do believe that when you start something, I think there's a there's a long history of people stopping to doing things as they age. And and maybe this is changing now with like younger generations, but rarely do you see people who are like starting new things as they age. Right. And so to kind of start a team sport at that age kind of definitely formed like the next, I don't know, I guess, 30 years of my life. Like being so. comfortable starting things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's it? You know, it's interesting is that we're kind of like shifting the definition as we, as we talk here, because I mean, my initial thought of hard, well, actually, okay. So my initial thought of hardcore is like, you know, you're really good at something and you've committed yourself to it, but both of us for the first things we mentioned were things that we, it was the first time we did them. So like, right. It was like the decision all, was what was hardcore, not yeah, the activity. Right. So there's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's weird. It's, there's like an element of, of overcoming something in, in, in that aspect. Right. Like, right. like it was hardcore because it wasn't easy. Um, but that's yeah. not necessarily how I would always define hardcore because if like, you know, like if you're a hardcore surfer, it's easy to surf. Like, like nothing, right. is hard, like it's much easier for you, for me to go surfing than it is for you. Right. Like, so like in some ways, <laughs> a lot of ways I'm a much more hardcore surfer than you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's right. So like, it's, oh, it's, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So like, it's like, yeah. you know, hard, hardcore can be literally hard and like difficult to do. Or it can be like, I've spent my whole life doing it. And therefore I know more about it than you do. And I'm more like on the inside or whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. What's your number four? Uh, I think four would probably be, um, this is a long period one, but like in my twenties, I spent, I think I, I took like a year off of work. Um, I yeah. saved up like whatever, whatever I needed to pay rent for a year. And um, I didn't go anywhere. I just was like, I don't really want to work. I just want to surf. And so <laughs> I think at the time I worked at Jiffy Lube. I definitely worked at Jiffy Lube at some point, but I'm pretty sure that I, I had like 
was making pretty decent money. This was back, by the way, when you could work at like Jiffy Lube and like pay your rent and it was fine. Like you were right. fine. I could have afforded my own place. How crazy is that? <laughs> and, um, but I had like m- minimal rent and I lived by the beach. And so I saved up a year's worth of money and I figured out that if I spent, and I will never forget this, it was like, it was $19 and I don't remember the cents, but I could get a five pound bag of potatoes, a little like ring of, of Polish sausage, uh, a couple onions, uh, orange juice, and uh, some ramen. And that would, it was like 19 bucks. And that would last me a week. Oh, and eggs, eggs, eggs. And it would that's, last me a week. That's relatively healthy too, if you think about it. It's not terrible. No. It's not terrible. Oh. And then whatever my roommate would bring home, like maybe he'd bring, you know, maybe he'd order a pizza. We'd like, whatever. <laughs> but like, that was it. And I spent a year. And this is, this is, I think my, my first backpack trip was actually part of, was in this moment okay. too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean that, like that to me in terms of like strictly hardcore, like I'm dedicating myself, like, you know, I, I like spent so much time like camping in the back of my truck, driving up and down the coast to surf. It was, it was awesome. Um, and I'll, you know, that was, it's one of my like m- most fond memories. And, uh, that was probably the most hardcore I've ever been in terms of just devoting myself entirely to surfing. I think the conclusion we're going to come to is that if you can complete the sentence, Oh, that's hardcore. If you can respond to something and say, "Oh, that's hardcore," then that's what hardcore is. And, and if yeah. and if you're telling someone, "Oh, that's not hardcore," almost like you should never be able to say that because it's mm-hmm. like that is just like a, a shitty judgment against somebody that maybe to them it is hardcore, right? It's like I mean, I guess if you're saying like, right. I spent the afternoon reading a book in the sunshine and I was comfortable and drank iced tea. Like, okay, maybe that's not, that's hardcore. not very hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's like, but I mean, like at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't know your story. Maybe that's pretty hardcore. Maybe you just mm-hmm. got back from a war. Maybe you, know, you like, just learned yeah, how to read like, that day. Maybe you just <laughs> that's you what taught I mean. yourself to read right then. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that's, if you can say, oh, that's hardcore. Like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like, that, then it counts. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cause my number four is, is different. Like um, I have this thing I call backyard epic, which is, uh, like an epic, if something gets described in the outdoor community as an outdoorist, uh, like, you know, as something, something that usually is taking place over maybe multiple days, or it was a day trip that turned into a week or something. An epic is a, I feel like a, to call something epic, it needs to be more than just like, oh, it kind of went a little awry. Right. So I call it the backyard epic is like, yeah, I still got it done in a day, but the, the original intention was going to be like an hour. And um, I have two examples. The, the the best one probably was when I was living in Washington and I lived in this little town right in this little uh, harbor um, of Puget Sound. And I got a paddleboard and the the harbor was very protected. Uh, and, you know, I had, had it for like a week. And I'm like, I decided to go out into the main. This is near down near Tacoma, Washington. And I went out of the harbor and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go out for a little tour out here. Then I'll come back to my wife and be back in like 45 minutes or an hour because the water was close to our house get out there and it is like a postcard of the Pacific Northwest. It was September. The sun was out. Was, you could see Mount Rainier looming. I, I'm not making it porpoises or do, some, some aquatic orcas, thing. Orcas leaping. are jumping. Orcas yeah, are seriously. Leaping. Right. Bald Eagles. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is an incredible place. Right. And then I'm like, all right, I got to I got to turn around and head back. And I turned around and head back and I, the, 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 the tide was going out. <laughs> Oh, and I could not get even close to the harbor. And it turned into this long epic sort of getting pulled out of the uh, oh. I, I turned about a four or five hours. I texted my wife. I pulled off the shore and I'm like, I'm going to be home later than I said. <laughs> I'm OK. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's called me like, what is happening? I'm like, <laughs> like and, and of course, you know, I'm a beginner paddleboard. I didn't have a leash on. I didn't have a PFD with me. You know, none of this stuff. Right. Just rookie mistake after rookie mistake. Uh, um, yeah. 
And, you know, honestly, I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was stupid. And it formed then how I went paddleboarding for the next five years that I lived <laughs> in that town. Uh, but it was pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, people died in that situation all the time. What do you got for number three? Well, I'm realizing that, like, the you know, they're kind of all the same story, really. Like, I mean, I probably put, like, even just, like, college, really, at that, you know, like, in some ways. Like, I didn't start till I was 25 years old. That's um, hardcore. Yeah, because I'd been surfing and just dicking around for for years, and <laughs> didn't feel like it, you know only only people who didn't surf went to college or whatever. Well, and it's um, when we were younger, that was not as normal as it is now. It, and it was it was you know I like I had to pay for it all myself and like had to work through. Well, I got grants toward the end, but like had to like work through everything. But like just like you know, it was not easy for me. You know, like starting at twenty five while working and having to pay for everything myself and stuff. Like it was gnarly. And uh, but yeah. it was like okay, like I'm gonna get the most out of this I possibly can. And like ended up you know continuing and eventually going to grad school. I mean, it was just like all of a sudden became this like thing that took over my life, but. My twenties were, I mean, other than existentially, were pretty fun. But yeah, I think that that would that's that's got to be up there for like hardcore things I've done. I think that is hardcore. That's a hard like thing sticking, to do. And like sticking with it and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. My number three is I, I've lived in eight states, in New Hampshire twice, moved to New Hampshire two different times, um, so nine kind of big moves. And I call that hardcore is because I definitely well, <laughs> the moving, rest of my family moving eight times sucks. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then and then there were local moves within those other moves, right? Jesus. So it's been a lot of like there's been there's been probably in the last twenty plus years there's been fewer years that we haven't moved. Um, but um, you know my family still all lives kind of where I grew up, and it and same with my wife. And you know it wasn't it definitely was what I made I I initially moved and then she did after we met and it was kind of in that like well we just want to try these new places. And then we got really established in New England. And then I had an opportunity for a job in Colorado. And I mean, that was a big decision of just like, not necessarily based on the job, but my wife and I looking at each other being like, if we never live out West, will we regret that for the rest of our lives? And both of us are like, yup. So we're like, guess what's <laughs> happening? We're moving West. And it just uh, kind of like if, if everything outdoorsy sports wise came about, because I started playing ice hockey, Kind of everything else I feel like that is good that has happened to me has probably happened be because I made that that, that choice. And um, and it, you know, led to us being, you know, where we are and we're very happy about it. But there were definitely some pretty rough years there. And of course, then, you know, we have a baby and it's like, oh, let's move across the country again. Now that we have a baby. Oh, you're pregnant with twins. Let's move across the country again. You know, so going, getting ice cream is hardcore when you have when you have even just one kid. I mean, that's that counts. It also leads that leads perfectly into my number two which was which is um probably number one actually but i'm saving number one for a specific event but like okay just just and i think that you would agree with this but like just build like at this point my entire life has been built around being able to do what i want to do like outside like yeah. that's it and yep. so i didn't start college till i was 25 because of that um you know, I, I, I majored in history because I wanted to be a teacher because I knew I'd have summers free to be able to do whatever I wanted to do. That didn't end up happening, but I ended up becoming a writer instead. But, you know, that's not exactly a hugely paying job and like made lots right. of sacrifices, but it's also the only thing I've, you know, I, I, I can do what I want on my schedule, you know? And so yeah. like, and most of my friends are the same way. I don't know about you, but most of my, you know, friends that, that even the ones that have like actual jobs, they have like weird jobs, like they're archaeologists. I still have a lot of archaeologist friends and it's like, that's, that's so random. And a lot of it's because you'd work 10 days on and get four days off and you kind of make your right. own schedule. 
or like my you know friends that own their own like surf related companies and for the same reason but i think like building your life around being able to be outdoors um and not like making the compromises yeah, i've never had a nine to five job i've never worked in an office you know like and i i would now i would because i have kids and i you know like that's more important to me but um I think, I think building your entire life around doing the thing that you love. I mean, it doesn't really get more hardcore than that. Right. That's kind of the original. hundred percent. So, so, you know, like the, 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 the old, the old dudes in their beat up trucks, like at surf spots and ski spots. I mean that that's, that's hardcore. Cause they've, they've made that their life. And like, that's the part I'm proud of. Right. Like there's, there's, there's times I wish I never learned how to surf. Cause I feel like it um, kind of robbed me of other experiences and, and kind of retarded a lot of my like growth in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. But at the same time, the thing I wouldn't trade is like that it kind of taught me early on that that there's some things that are more important than, you know, the like kind of regular things that everybody goes about doing. And it's just, you know, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah, my, my number two is a little more straightforward. It's, you know, it was the pinnacle of my distance running as a Squamish 50. And that that I I I'm not trying to have like a more traditional hardcore thing on my list. Um but that was a running that distance was a long goal of mine. I thought I was going to springboard into doing a hundred. Don't think that's going to happen now. Uh, and also now learning through two knee surgeries and that, uh, and through rehab on that, that my joints aren't particularly cut out to run, run long distances in the mountains, uh, or at least without a specific kind of training. I feel look back on that as like, ah, that was pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, and that is one where I don't, I, I, I've learned not to advertise it. But uh, if anybody, I do I don't mind telling people that if they ask, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. all right. Well, all right. So my number one is is uh, the only I think actual. Well, no, I guess the backpacking trip, like like specific event. But first time I went to Baja is probably mm. still the most like hardcore surfer thing I've done, which is just because it was like late '90s, and this is you know well before uh, any kind of digital maps or anything like that, you know, and in like we went with a buddy's friend who had a van, you know, and like he, or a buddy's dad who had a van and like, he was yeah. gonna, he's like, I'll, I'll go with you guys. There's really good fishing. Sure. I'll drive you guys down there. So we took his like two wheel drive van. I mean, like what's funny is like, if you did this trip now, you would have, everything would be different. Like you would have a like big rigged up four by four truck. You'd have some sort of like satellite communication system. You would definitely have um, digital maps that you downloaded offline on your like iPad or your totally. whatever. And like, you would know everything was going to happen before it happened. Like you'd have, you'd probably have a Dometic fridge, like, like all these things you'd have <laughs> extra gas, like things like we, we literally, literally it's like we went to Costco in San Diego. Yeah. And it's like the, the, this is back when, um, you know, you could go to the surf shop and buy like paper, like usually like self-produced like surf guides to places. Right. So that's right. We, we, I think we had one of those and my friend's dad had been to this place like in decades past. And this is really far. It's like central Baja. So it's a long mm -hmm. way from the border. It's like a 12 hour drive from the border. And the directions are like, you drive past, you know, like this little town with like goats in it. And then like at the fifth cactus on the right, you turn right, you know, that kind of thing. Love that. And I like, do miss that era. I just like, can't believe we even, you know, like, and we're just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like no way to contact anybody right like right, the idea right. of doing that now without being able to contact someone is funny to me right uh and yeah it was great we surf fun waves the waves are big like weird shit happened and like the van got messed up a couple times and like every every possible baja thing happened got shut down got you know paid bribes like um all that sort of stuff and it was but it's you know god that was fun and we did that a few more times um but I, you know, I just, again, I don't know that you can, I mean, you can do that now, but you have to go a lot further afield. Um, well, Baja, Baja hasn't changed that much, but I mean, yeah, right. Um, 
Like this place looks, I guarantee, identical now to where we went right. as it did then. But that's probably the most hardcore actual like event. That's awesome. Yeah, that is super hardcore. Well, my number one is uh, it's it's a is a life experience. It was the birth of my twins, and I look at that as being hardcore. And it's kind of the only time in my life where it was a so they were twenty nine born at twenty nine weeks, which is like thirty four weeks is the general like yeah. eight, you know length of viability. And my wife had been in the hospital for three went in at twenty six weeks because they thought they were coming. Wow! And uh, I just remember there was a moment when finally everyone was healthy. Everyone was home from the hospital. And for the first time, like the five of us were like in our home. And I just had this. And I you could, I was the only time in my life where I distinctly realized that, oh, I had been putting on like the strong face for the last two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just sort of I kind of just crumbled a little bit like that. Like it could just be like, oh, no, it's OK. We got this. We're, we're good. We're good. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, we're really OK now. And it kind of the, the guard was allowed to drop. So that was sort of probably the most hardcore thing that's happened to me in my life uh, was the birth of my twins, because it was just like such a long running kind of scary thing that we actually we got really lucky that everybody ended up being OK. Yeah, um, I was going to make fun of you when you first said that about, oh, you so you gave the you gave birth. Wow, that's that's incredible. But that actually <laughs> no, no. is legitimately hardcore. I mean, good that point. Is... way harder on my wife. She was in the <laughs> hospital for a month. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the moments. But yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, there's been so many times since I've had kids where I'll be in a place where you can do something kind of dangerous and I would have definitely done it in the past. Yeah. And I just now I just I don't need to do that. All right, man, we'll wrap it up there. I guess we haven't unless you have any last thoughts on uh, being hardcore. I don't think I do. I'm just not now my my entire like thought process about it is I still don't know what I think. You're going to go on like an ayahuasca based vision quest thinking about being hardcore. Now you look yeah. really you're like you're like deep in thought on this. I am deep in we got to broke also, you a little bit. I'm also doodling with a with a pencil that's, that has uh, four different color leads in it at once. So I'm it's, it's, it's See? Right. You weren't a dad, you wouldn't have that. Right? Yeah, it's totally true. No, all I right, don't man. Know. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, brother. All right, we'll talk to you next time. All right, that's the show for today. You know, we're the self-proclaimed best new podcast in the outdoor space, and we want you to pick a rock fight with me. What are your hardcore stories? What do you, what do you believe about being hardcore? Is being hardcore awesome or completely toxic? Send us your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. We have one more episode coming up this week. Tomorrow, Thursday, Patty O'Connell returns to offer a rebuttal to my hot take on big old sunglasses. Yes, it's the revenge of Patty O. Be sure to come back for that. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC. Rock Fight.